This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nos. We had done till verse till Sutra fifty-two, so we will be continuing from Sutra fifty-three onwards. Just a recap of fifty-one and fifty-two. The nature of devotion is indescribable and indefinable, like the taste enjoyed by the dump. So these were the two sutras that we had done. So in this, what was mentioned was that. there is no way of describing how this divine love is and can a dumb person even say how this is the description of most of the objects in this world you know which are connected to say let us say uh, how sweet is something or how tasty it is it is very difficult to say that we can say only very good or very bad that way so that is what was discussed yesterday so how this pure love exists in this world and what is the way of showing it how does it come out so we are doing now sutra 53 from the narad bhakti sutra in some rare ones who are a fit recipient this pure love is found to manifest in some rare ones who are fit recipients this pure love is found to manifest so is everybody having the same kind of reception the way the devotee is having no the love which is experienced by the devotee is very unique and this love cannot be actually quantified or how this qualification actually happens can never be said but there are certain pointers which are left behind in our scriptures so i am going to talk to you about them first is multiple rebirths in multiple rebirths it so happens that a person takes birth over and over again and when he takes birth he may come in a womb which is basically a very good family a very good place to start with the parents the grandparents and everybody connected are spiritually perfect in the sense they are devotees of god and a child born in such a kind of a family has this reached a level where just a little push is sufficient Now in the Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna has said this: that if you have become spiritually perfect and you are just short of it, the next birth that may happen to you may come in a very good family, which is a devotee, a family of devotees. 
there even the parents or the grandparents or both the set of grandparents might be very very close to god the family could be rich also they do not have any indulgences as such so that is one way of understanding so spiritual development is not a one day process it is a process over lifetimes now spiritual perfection is one where a person is born realized to where he gets realization in this life now when i say realized we are talking about self realization all right but self realization is not the ultimate goal it is a penultimate goal penultimate means just before one shot why is it one shot okay so the penultimate goal is because the maximum that a person can reach is the first divine unmanifest and get dissolved in it and can just get out of the system that means dissolution he is no longer going to come back again the other goal which we are actually discussing over here is the devotee's goal the devotion to god which is love and devotion to the supreme divine which is from the second divine unmanifest right so this is what we are discussing so when a person is born he may be nitya siddha born realized there are lots of souls which are born realized like chaitanya mahaprabhu the born realized person they could be avatars also by the way there are purna avatars and there are some other avatars as well avatari purush are like sri krishna who had taken birth on earth shri ram and various other avatars which had come there were 10 avatars the 10th one is yet to come by the way and there were minor ones also so while the avatar is there or we call him an amsh of that divine a small portion of it there is a portion of the portion also present so this is one more thing which you have to keep it at the side now we do not have to take them towards realization or to take them towards any goals they just have to be born on this earth they get a guru their unveiling happens and they have touched the <laughs> goal they don't have to go anywhere when i say nitya siddha these are not called nitya siddha they are avatars nitya siddhas are those who have been born realized they are literally like in the buddhism they call them bodhisattvas they are called bodhisattvas bodhisattvas have touched the pole of realization okay but they have not crossed over to the other side saying that i want to become a buddha they don't want to become a buddha simply for a very important reason they come back to teach so all the bodhisattvas who had gone they'll come back and they'll teach so they are nitya siddhas then we have the next category called jivan mukt what is a jivan mukt a person 
who has made efforts in this one lifetime and has got out of the system which is realized now they are all qualified for devotion qualification is there please understand this now whether they want to take it or not is their criteria whether they want to take it whether they don't want to take it is left to them devotees on the other hand do not aspire for realization they do not aspire for realization at all they do not even care for it but they are fit recipients they are suitable for getting the devotion absolutely perfect in that particular life in this life how does that work now as i said you have come over a period of lifetimes when you come over a period of lifetimes in this life you might have just about 5% 10% left somewhere you know maybe that push is all that is required you can reach your destination and the goal there are various stories which have happened take the case of kubja i think many of us know the story of kubja now kubja had reached this particular state of devotional goal so she when she meets krishna krishna promises her that right now you will reach that destination ajamila one of the another great persons who did that you may say they are not at all the right candidate but we are nobody to judge you no know? <laughs> we cannot judge these people and say oh you are not suitable you are not fit just because somebody is a prostitute or somebody is a ayash kind of a person can we say that that person is not suitable no there are couple of stories which you have to understand how this works there was a person called girish ghosh or girish ghosh was the owner of star theater in bengal calcutta uh, he was a very great soul as far as his life was concerned material worldly life was concerned being an owner of a theater there were plays which used to happen and for him to have that lifestyle where drinking and so many other vices were there now this person he met ramkrishna paramahansa now he would come to meet ramkrishna ji and many a times ramkrishna ji would deliberately start a war between girish ghosh and narendra who is swami vivekananda oh, why why this war used to happen it is simply because swami vivekananda was still a believer of vedantic truth vedantic truth is what this world is an illusion you know this whole world is an illusion 
they believe in the being a person from the brahmo samaj naturally his thought processing was different he never believed in manifest divinity he believed in the unmanifest a god who doesn't have any body or something like that you know is a brahma and girish ghosh was a firm believer that ramkrishna ji is an avatar of kali so naturally you can imagine the kind of fights these two used to have because he would stick to that ground that swami vivekananda that no he is a saint and uh, god is different you know and god doesn't take a form whereas girish ghosh used to fight with him he is called a recipient the devotion to ramkrishna ji and kali was so intense that naturally he was qualified then there was another person his name was surendra now earlier when ramkrishna paramahansa used to stay in the temple dakshineshwar his upkeep whatever money funds and all that were required for him staying over there were taken care by rani rashmani thereafter baharsan in law and thereafter the grandson trilokyana after them came surendra now surendra what he would do was he was a very rich gentleman very rich and he would come in his carriage and totally drunk he would come inside he would see everybody sitting over there in front of ramkrishna ji he would promptly go behind the bed you know uh, there was that cot which was there he would go behind and he would fall asleep and after everything was over he would get up and he would say satsang is over okay i am going <laughs> he would go now he was such a great devotee of ramkrishna ji imagine coming all the way from calcutta to dakshineshwar in olden times to come by carriage also it's a long distance okay even today it is a little bit long distance coming just to sleep over there so when people asked ramkrishna ji this fellow is not suitable why are you taking him near you so ramkrishna ji used to get very angry he used to say don't talk like that he is my dearest he doesn't have to bother about reaching anywhere see i am there now <laughs> i will take care of him and believe me this is what he would do so this is called here the recipient how this person becomes a recipient can never be judged by anybody we are nobody to judge anyone just because the person may be doing all kinds of wrong stuff or may not look like a possible recipient of that great path of devotion you wouldn't even know 
So every day when I select stories, you know, like which one to tell you. So today I have to tell you something like that only. So well, at the end, not now. <laughs> so who is the recipient of this devotion? Nobody can say. And that is the reason why he says these are very very rare ones. It is one lifetime that we have got right now. You are alive, okay? You are alive and you are kicking and yeah, scared of course, scared of the coronavirus and all. I think most of the people are scared because what is going to happen? Some people who are with jobs are thinking my job will go. Some people are without jobs, they will say everybody is losing job, what am I to do? There is no money in the market. Everybody is crying. Third person who is there, you know, a householder will think there are no groceries available. Everybody is afraid. <laughs> I can't go out. I can't do this. The fear factor is there. But you have got this one life. Imagine this is the only life. Wouldn't you like to qualify for that? Think, you have had so many lifetimes prior to this. Nobody understands. Actually, hardly anybody is given the knowledge of what they are in their previous life. Okay, Nobody is ever told. This knowledge is not possible to be gained by anybody. Alright? Even if it is a realized being, why would he want to say about his physical, you know, the sheets that he is carrying? Think about it. Why would anybody bother to say, you know, this time I am a Kinley bottle. Last time I was an Evian. And before that I was something else. Come on, I don't think you should tell this kind of a thing. Alright. Did you get it? What I am saying? This time I am a jam. Last time I was a fruit. Why you want to know about that? It is not important to know. It is not even important what you are. The part called being the self has everything to do with the spirit soul. Nothing to do with bodies. So even if somebody is telling you, Oh, in my last life I was this or that. Don't bother. But for the sake of becoming a devotee, the knowledge is important to know what, how many lifetimes you have had. These lifetimes are not worth it, I am telling you. Because in some you might have been, you know, a horse. Who knows? Some you might have been some creature somewhere. Yeah, dinosaur also. And then, yeah, you got to act also in some film. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so the idea of trying to understand who you are is not worth it. But this life is so very important. Why is it important? You have got the chance to reach the ultimate destination. Which is becoming the devotee of God. Why would you want to waste it? You can't say I will do it tomorrow. 
do you know whether you will be alive tomorrow yeah you understand that corona fellow can swat you but tak you're gone you are finished sir don't even know whether you exist or not but why would you want to do that so the, this idea is like i have to do it right here and now and the method is to have your love so we are doing sutra 54 this pure love is without attributes without the poison of desires every moment increasing unbroken subtlest of the nature of sheer immediate experience so he has given an understanding of what this devotion is all about is this pure love now here we are not making any distinction between pure love and single pointed devotion you understand this we are not making a dis- distinction when it is absolutely pure love you should know that it is single pointed devotion also bundled in one bundled software hmm? together it comes buy one get one free so this pure love is without attributes you cannot say that there are attributes to it why are there not attributes you can be an ugliest person in the world also ugliest person i am sure you know ashtavakra <laughs> kubja these are ugly people before ha huh? afterwards it's a different story before before krishna and after <laughs> after meeting him what happens so this all these people they may have an ugly body doesn't matter it really doesn't matter that the object of devotion is black in color you see all other gods are very fair looking good looking and all those handsome guys with all that but here the krishna that we are talking about is dark okay and what are his attributes you cannot say when you say whether he has attributes or not the question came up you know how, how many attributes does krishna have is there any attribute he doesn't have he is this as well as that he is the unmanifest also the manifest also if you say he is most beautiful he is most ugly also because there is no definition for krishna how he looks like or what he is doing there is no way of knowing whether he is small or whether he is big that also nobody knows whether he has a beard or doesn't have a beard do you know that also i don't think i have ever seen a krishna with beard or a mustache also have you seen anywhere in india nowhere <laughs> i should not use the word but look at his waist look at the way he stands <laughs> so would you say he is a man or a woman we have no idea that is called no attributes he is the only male we say only male all right rest everybody is a female so this 
thing which is called an attribute in pure love there is no attribute then the next one is without the poison of desires material worldly love is full of poison of desires why you do this i'll do that i want it like this only in krishna's world there is no desire how do you get him don't bother about it do i have to bring him very good presents your wish you don't know i don't have money to buy present it's okay doesn't matter <laughs> should i go empty handed to meet him you are not going empty handed if you are going to meet him you are going with your heart full and he is not going to look at your hands he is going to look at your heart there is no requirement as such so there are no desires per se absolutely no desires so this love this unconditional love is without any desire every moment increasing now every moment increasing is only spiritual love please remember this material worldly love every moment decreasing goes up and goes down also then where does it stay in the material world there is no love which is going to remain you know at this level and grow no it always goes down there is always a peak and then there is a low and then after the low it disappears i mean it, there is no love only all love lost spiritual love is constantly increasing today morning i was giving a satsang where i said how does this love increase initially the idea is i want to see my love okay whom i am loving something like that and uh, a very tiny glimpse a very very tiny glimpse is given to you why is this tiny glimpse given to you the reason is because you have to fill the entire being of yours with that glimpse got it i will give you the idea about how this is those who have been to udupi or vrindavan or you know or if you have been to say tirupati or jagannathpuri um those who have been to that play these places how much time is your darshan not even a microsecond <laughs> you see you are, you are standing there and you are pulled outside get out thrown out you have got that microsecond to actually capture that image you capture it and you put it inside of you so divinity is exactly like this the supreme love the person who goes on the path of devotion may may get a tiny glimpse of this divinity got it then what is the next thing that happens the next thing that happens is you go apart 
and when you go apart long distance then long distance relationship happens okay he is not going to call you on your whatsapp or face facetime or anything like that no <laughs> the divinity doesn't call you doesn't do anything you had that one glimpse enough of it now don't bother you read any of the scriptures in the past any scripture you will find that krishna has given just a small glimpse to that person and most of the time he won't even say i am that one look at all the stories that i have been telling you all this time where do you think krishna has given a darshan okay i'm going to be there for the next 24 hours okay right you want to record this conversation you can please record it there is no such thing what word is given to you or anything that is spoken to you is you got to put it in your heart and remember it so first it is just the glimpse then what happens separation the reason for separation is the highest form of love is called viraha bhakti love by separation and you may not understand this the separation causes literally your heart to twist like this you know you don't know what is happening to you you are feeling so much of pain it's a sweet pain and imagine today if it is 10% tomorrow it goes to 15% then it is 20% and then it is 30% it keeps on growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and it may not even culminate in seeing the person again krishna you may not even see him again even in case of the gurus you will find that many a times you may get just one meeting or one glimpse of that guru that's it after that you may not even get a chance to be near him hota hai hota hai and that is what increases the love to a very very great extent viraha bhakti a part of the raganuga bhakti is an extremely rare pain of love which can never be expressed any which way it is unbroken it is not that i don't like him today if he gives me something then i will like him it is not like that material worldly love is broken you broke my heart you know i am sure you have heard this you broke my heart and then what happens okay we'll put some bandaid on it and after that okay now we'll get together once again after that the bandaid also goes and the heart also goes you know in the material world this happens <laughs> then you are a heartless fool 
<laughs> you are really heartless in spiritual love that is not what happens it is unbroken the continuity is there there is no blip in that it doesn't say that you know today i don't like you that doesn't happen it's a ad continuum that means it is continuously happening and this viraha and this bhakti is extremely painful the idea of this pain can only be experienced by the bhakt gan the people those who are called bhakt no don't misunderstand my word okay otherwise tomorrow you'll say bhakt means something else okay here we are talking about bhakti of krishna not of some person okay so the bhakt is like that he feels the pain he feels that separation he cries alone ram krishna ji would sit in his you know machhardani we call it mosquito net he would sit inside the mosquito net crying away to glory completely lost in the lord that is what happens to a person it is subtlest the subtlety is so much that we cannot grasp it you cannot write it down there are so many sages who have written bhajans and kirtans and ovis and abhangs so much they have written but do you think they are happy with what they have done you know the the problem is they want to excel in the next one the next one is still better the next one is still better but it is still not reaching the ultimate destination you know you cannot achieve that ultimate try writing a love letter i'm telling you this try writing a love letter to krishna you know every year that letter will keep on getting longer and longer you won't even know why you are doing it every word i mean you will have to stop at every word <laughs> you'll be crying away <laughs> the next word you're crying away. you know the whole year may go just writing a few words that you still think you know, this is incomplete i don't know what i'm supposed to do there are beautiful stories like that and they are very pure hearted people in this world their love can never be understood so one of them is jaydeva jaydeva was writing his poem that very beautiful poem called geet govind okay now geet govind uh, please don't read it alone because you will think it is current poem or something like that because it is very very uh-uh, like you know excited now think about it are we talking of that no he is talking about love even narsimehta you see two days ago i was talking about him na go and read his poems this is very difficult gujarati they are in. okay if you know gujarati then you will understand a little bit english translation don't bother <laughs> so he was writing and one day he got stuck up over there Uh, how do you allow krishna to touch the feet of radha was the big question mark in his life 
Radha's feet cannot be touched by Krishna was the big dilemma. And this problem was experienced by him, so he got a little upset and he went to take a bath. Meanwhile, Krishna comes over there in his avatar <laughs> and completes the poem and goes away. So you will find that in Git Govind, so when Jayadeva comes and he sees, oh, somebody has completed it. When he asks his wife, he said, she says, you only came and wrote it, no? She says, no, I didn't come. Then, then he knows, oh, Krishna must have come. <laughs> so Krishna comes and completes that poem. And that is the way how things are. So it is a very, very subtle kind. Cannot be understood. We can try as many words to understand and express it, but nobody is able to. It's of the nature of sheer immediate experience. Now this is something which, how do you understand this? What is the meaning of the word sheer experience? I just now expressed to you. You know, you are writing about his eyes or maybe the way he is looking or maybe the, the jewel or maybe his Khan Kundal, you know, that earring that he used to wear. And just think about it. I am writing about the earring. And <laughs> the moment you think earring, you know, you are lost. You are lost in that world and there is no way of trying to get you back again. It's not that you are thinking, is it a crocodile or an alligator or what? No, you are not thinking like this. Do you get the point? It's not, it's not a logical kind of a thinking there. You are just thinking how beautiful those earrings might look on him. And you are literally decorating him. That is the meaning of the word experiencing. You know, your hand will get raised like this. I'm not joking. This is what you do. Think. It is literally as if the Divine Lord is sitting in front of you and you are caressing his ear or something like that. This is the kind of experience that happens to a person, those who are true devotees of the Lord. They go to that extent. So we have touched verse 54. Now we are doing 55. Sutra 55. Having reached the supreme love, that devotee sees, feels, comprehends, that alone, hears that alone, speaks of that alone and thinks and contemplates on that alone. This is the meaning of the word single-pointed devotion. Have you all ever read a Sufi poem? A Sufi song? If you listen to the Sufi lyrics, you know, you will think, oh, he's talking about some woman. No, 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 no way. There is no woman in that. There is no man also in that. That poet is talking about God. Everything is talking about him only. 
इट्स लिटरली लाइक इफ ही इज सेंग यू नो थिंक ही सेज आई एम फीडिंग यू हुम इज ई फीडिंग यू मे से ही इज फीडिंग इज सन और इज चाइल्ड नो ही इज फीडिंग द लॉर्ड His single-pointed devotion is such that he is only feeding the Lord. If he is walking, he believes he is walking with the Lord. If he has anything to say, he is talking to Him alone. Think, you know, if if you see somebody talking to themselves, you will say, "Ata dilla hai thoda." <laughs> Don't you think so? You immediately look at the person. Oh, this fellow needs to go to a mental asylum. I think. No, in devotion you talk, and you talk like crazy, and you talk as if he is there in front of you. You know, Krishna. This is what happened. I was doing this satsang today, and but where is he? Other people can't see him. I'm telling you this. Nobody can see. the devotee is so intent on expressing himself that he is only speaking to krishna and nobody else imagine you have gone to give a speech at a very big function and there are some ted speakers here so i'm just saying <laughs> so you are gone there you understand if you are talking to an ordinary people over there in the audience you are going to try to say okay my dear friends and then you may say something and something and something but you are not connecting think krishna is there and you are madly in love with krishna you understand what you are going to do you are going to talk as if literally like making love i'm not joking this is what happens you are literally making love and this is the intensity of this divine love and the single pointedness is so much you may say these are just words you know how do i bring about it i'm reading some people's thoughts so i'm just saying see <laughs> see it is like this if you are writing an essay and you think that you are writing for your teacher or for your class it is going to be an average one if you are writing for say modi ji you will say oh i got to write it well you know if he has to read it that means i got to write it well think if you are going to write it for a person much senior you are going to feel that intensity and that way you will write but you are talking to the highest ultimate destination how are you going to write your essay will be the best literally as if you know what krishna you know something i am telling you i have to be this person suppose you are doing your own analysis now today is a time to just you know do what you analyze huh? just analyze this hmm? so in that you say what am i good at 
Krishna, what do you think I am good at? You have given me this body. I am good at talking. I got to talk very nicely. And I am going to speak to you. You know, these kind of words will come to you. If you are working for an organization and there is a boss whom you are so fed up with, you know your work is going to be mediocre or lesser than that. But if you are working for Krishna, now who has given you the job? Krishna. Who has given you the salary? Krishna. Who has put coronavirus in front of you? Krishna only. Who else is doing this? End of the day, he is responsible. No. So, (laughs) let us give him all the credit in the world. Why is he doing all that? Because he wants me to be the best. You got it? So, I got to use my 100% capacity of the brain. Otherwise, I use only 5%. You know, it's not important that the company is supposed to, <laughs> they are least bothered about me. If they are least bothered, I am least bothered about them. But if I am doing the work for Krishna, then what? He is giving me this life. He has given me this family. He has given me this job. He has given me money and everything. I am listening to this satsang because of him. And I got to be good. Understood? So I will, I have to prove it to him. Did I not do a verse just now where he says very clearly, you know what he said? In some rare ones who are fit recipients, this pure love is found to manifest. I want to be that one. I want to be the pure recipient of that love of Krishna. Why do I have to be some average person? Is Radha's position available? I'm going to apply for it. (laughs) You see, this should be the competition. And I'm not joking. This competition has to be like that. I want to be the best. So I will prove to him that I am the best. Krishna has given me job of a gardener. Okay. He has given me a job of a gardener. Can I not be the best gardener in the world? See, I come from his place, isn't it? So I got to be the best gardener. I am his devotee. My boss, only Krishna, he has to feel nice about me. He used to say, wow, you have done a great job. I, mean, I don't know whether he's going to speak in English or what. But whatever he's going to do, he better say, you know, you have done a great job. There is a very nice story which is written by, I, I just now said to you about Jaideva. Okay, so we'll tell, talk about Jaideva. You see, those who have some girlfriends, think about it, uh, what I am saying. You know, uh, both of you all are drinking from maybe Coke bottle. Okay. Then the guy, you know what he will do? After drinking little of his, he will try to drink from her glass also. Why? Sir, this is how love is all about. You know, you want that little bit extra from that place. Why? Are boss, uska na napkin bhi rahega na? Kya bolte, usko paper napkin use karte hai. Even in the restaurant, 
you will try to sneak it and put it in your pocket i'm not joking if you are mad in love no you do all kinds of things kabir kabir singh kaun sa picture tha kabir singh you have seen kuch bhi karta hai pagal aadmi hai so it's like that imagine like that you are crazy mad fellow you want to do all this you see i have a big problem here people try to hack my things <laughs> it's it's a calm ex- experience that is there earlier i would i mean earlier i would get a lot of, lot of you know slippers chappals i wear chappals inside this place also so one day i will find it is gone somebody will say bhau i have taken your chappal i will come to know after 2 years that per chappal has been whacked by this person what have what are you doing with it i am keeping it with me <laughs> and i am not joking this is what love is all about why does it happen the intensity of love can never be understood this is what he says the supreme love the devotee sees feels comprehends he feels every minute of the day even in sleep he is only taking the name those who have seen laila majnu you know laila 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 karte rehta hai wo hmm exactly like that here you say krishna 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 okay not in that oh oh f like you na know, krishna no no krishna good way not nothing bad <laughs> so saying the name of krishna in a good way constantly he is there on top of your mind his your mind is completely engulfed by him he alone hears hears that alone nobody can hear what he is saying only you can hear those who are devotees of krishna you know they talk to him they hear what he says How many of you have read the Gospel of Sri Ram Krishna? In that, you know, he keeps on saying, "Yeah, ma, like this it is." And nobody can see Kali Ma over there, okay? But he is talking. Ram Krishna ji is talking to Kali Ma. That is the intensity. You see Krishna. Krishna talks back at you. And when he talks back at you, you really wonder, "Pagal hai kya?" you know that that level you have to go to speaks of that alone every sentence is punctuated of by that alone now i don't want to introduce a subject which is not a part of this but those who understand kundalini yoga kundalini yoga we have the six chakras which everybody knows about hmm so i am not going to talk about the bottom 3 i am talking about the top 3 the one which is called the heart person is so full of love cannot even imagine he is literally like a softy those who have reached this throat those people only talk of god 24 bar 7 they have nothing else to do except talk 
you will find that most of these spiritual teachers and masters and what are they doing full day they are like satsang yeah full day they are saying the same thing and every sentence is punctuated by lord bhagwan ne aisa bola kya bola usne aisa bola like it goes on like this and those who are here in the eyes you know they can't speak pulli they are completely shut up so they can see god see that is the person i am talking about he sees he talks and he is full of love all the three chakras are active such kind of a person and contemplates on him alone so he is only contemplating on the divine lord every sentence every day every minute hour seconds you name it so we have come to the end of sutra 55 next time we will do from 56 onwards okay story <laughs> the story of a devotee of krishna we are talking about bhakti mark so we are going to discuss about bhakti only how would a prostitute express her love for krishna so there was a very beautiful lady so she was born very close to pandarpur only mangalveda is the name of the place her name was kanopatra kanopatra so kanopatra was born to a woman who was already into that business all right the mother's name was shama now shama would serve her customers by singing dancing you know what all these people do so this girl who is born she has to think backward and say now who could be the father so you know you don't understand no who can be the father so she is raising her daughter the girl naturally when you are in this kind of an atmosphere what is it that you learn singing dancing you know all those kind of things this girl is learning all that when she comes of age she is so beautiful she is literally like a very like from heaven a fairy from heaven naturally the mother says there is a king in his court you can become a courtesan you know like go dance and all that kind of thing the girl gets very angry she says why are you doing this to me so the mother says okay so what do you want me to do so she says uh, the mother says okay then i will have to get you married now who will marry this kind of a person you only think can anybody marry this kind of a person this is again in the late 15 16th century only this is not now all right so the girl says can you tell me the name of my father so she says you know uh, there is a very rich man in the village and uh, his name is sadashiva rao 
I think he is your father. Now imagine this guy. Sadashiv Rao is a regular visitor to this place. And because he comes very regularly, you know, now he is looking at that girl also. You know, he doesn't believe he is the father. And the mother says, you go with him. She says, I refuse to do that. That man is saying, basically he is trying to sell her off to some rich guy. Okay, you have to understand that. So she says, no, I am not going there. And they have a servant. So she says to the servant, I just want to run away, you know. So the servant says, yeah, we will do something like that. Meanwhile, the workers are going towards Pandarpur. So one day this girl stops a workery and says, where are you all going? So she, he says, we are going to Pandarpur. We are going to visit Vitova. So the uh, Vitova is who? Vitova is Krishna. Ah, I know Krishna. So Vitova is Krishna. Okay. But you know, I come from such a poor class and basically nobody cares for us. What are we to do? So he says, why are you bothered? Krishna has taken even worse than you people near him. You just have to go and cry for him and he will become yours. Then he gives examples of Ajamila and all those, you know. Don't worry about it. Go to him. So, along with the servant, Hausa, she runs away. And she comes to Pandarpur. So, when she comes to Pandarpur, she goes for the darshan. The moment she looks at the Lord, she is completely completely devastated in love you know fallen in love she doesn't know what hit her she looks at Krishna and she says you know what I don't want to go anywhere after this I want to stay here only she doesn't tell anybody who she is okay every day she would stay very close to that place every day she would come and clean the entire sanctum sanctorum the whole place twice a day and she would love to write Ovi's poems, you know, Abhangs. You remember her father villain, okay? So, so her father comes to know that she's staying there. But he doesn't believe he's her father, alright? So Sadashiv Malguzar is his name. So Sadashiv Rao, you know, he says I will have to kidnap her. But he doesn't have a reach over there. So he goes and tells the king of Bidar, you know there is a very beautiful girl over there in that temple. Why don't you kidnap her? Why don't you take her away and keep, it, keep her in your harem? Now, the king of Bidar, when he comes for darshan, he looks at her and he says, oh my God, she's is like heavenly beauty. I got to have her. So one day he sends his entire, you know, all his troops and says they have to lock down the temple. There is a very big argument. Things go wrong. She catches hold of Krishna and she says, what is this you are doing Krishna? I don't want to go. 
Why is this person after me? It is believed that the river Chandrabhaga literally rose and submerged the temple. All the soldiers were killed. She died at the feet of the Lord in Pandharpur. There are only 30 poems of hers still remaining somewhere which we can read. Hers is the only Samadhi which is there inside Pandharpur temple. Okay? So Kanopatra's name will become famous because she is the only saint whose Samadhi Mandir is inside that temple. Such was her intense love for Krishna. So we have come to the end of the session and I will stop over here. You take care of yourself. You have a very good evening.